The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. Today's psalm is one of those psalms that honestly I'd like to spend a week on. It's 72 verses long. And before you get too nervous, no, we're not going to cover all of it. We couldn't cover all of it. And even if we could, you could never exhaust it. It's so rich and full of truth. It's a psalm that I want to encourage you to study on your own. Psalm 78. Uh, it is truly the, the inner workings of a heart that is exercised, if I might say it that way. Some inner turmoil is going on, but... Uh, it, it leads you to God. There's a great deal of history found in Psalm 78. Like bookends on this psalm, it begins and ends with two of my favorite passages. Psalm 78 begins with a section about passing on truth to the next generation, that the generation to come might know. Oh, it's rich at the beginning of Psalm 78. And then it closes the last three verses of Psalm 78, verses 70, 71, 72, describes for us God's leader. Uh, of course, David is the one specifically being referenced, but there's a beautiful description of how God selects his leaders and how he prepares them and what he's looking for and how he uses them and the heart he puts in them. And so I want to get sidetracked. I really do. I want to get off on a uh, what the old preachers used to call a rabbit trail, but I'm not going to do that today. Between the opening and closing of Psalm 78, there is a description of Israel at a period of time when they had everything that they needed, uh, but they chose to go another direction. In fact, they got what they wanted. Uh, you know, sometimes like the old prodigal son, you get what you want and then you don't want what you've gotten. That's exactly what happened to Israel. They, they got their own way. They got their heart's desire. And instead of it being a contented thing, a, a wonderful thing, it was miserable because it brought the judgment of God upon them. And there's a repetition of a truth in Psalm 78 that I think woven throughout the psalm gives us God's great message for us today. Now let me read three verses and I think you'll know exactly what the truth is. Psalm 78 verse 9 says, The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. Then verse 41 says this, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And then again, a third time, in verse 57, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. Basically, Psalm 78 gives us a historical record that is used to warn us, to say this is not the pattern to follow. This is not the way to go. Don't let the next generation repeat these same mistakes. Now, the great message of Psalm 78 is simply this, don't turn back. I don't know exactly who is listening today. I never do. You know, you teach and you preach in faith even when you're looking your audience in the face. Uh, but in a, a format like this, I have no idea where this message is going. But I'm certain somewhere today someone is on the, the cusp of quitting. And I want to say to you, this is no time to quit. 
Don't you quit before God is through. Don't, don't give up on the Lord when you're on the edge of the answer to prayer. Don't turn back. Be not weary in well-doing. In due season we shall reap if we faint not. I'll remind you of what Hudson Taylor used to say. He said, God is always advancing. God's always moving forward. He's a forward motion God. He doesn't go back. Praise the Lord. He doesn't go back to our sin. It's behind His back. He, he never goes back on His word. No, our God is always advancing and He wants us to advance with Him, which means that in the most difficult seasons, we have to make up our mind. No matter what comes against us, no matter what we're dealing with, we're not going to turn back. Let me tell you what turning back does. First of all, in verse 9, we read the children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. Number one, turning back loses the battle. Friends, we're in a spiritual warfare. There is no doubt in my mind that there is a spiritual conflict going on at this moment in our world. Now, it's always existed, but it's intensifying. I think it's intensifying because I think we're nearing the end of the battle. Usually the battle gets hottest just before it's won. I think the devil knows his time is short and the Lord Jesus is coming soon. And so here we are on the battlefield and we've got people turning and going the wrong direction. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18 about his church. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That presupposes that we're charging against the gates of hell. We're not to be playing defense. We're not to be in retreat. Uh, we're not to be hiding. We are to be advancing the cause of Jesus Christ. And if you turn back today, number one, you're going to lose the battle. The Bible says the children of Ephraim were armed. They were carrying bows. In other words, they had all that they needed. Uh, the problem was in their heart. May I say, as a believer, you have all things that pertain to life and godliness. You have everything you need if you have the Lord. But in your heart, you must choose for yourself that you are not going to turn back. Here's the second thing that happens when people turn back. Not only does turning back lose the battle, but turning back limits God. Listen to verse 41 again. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Now, theologically, we say there's no limit to God. He's eternal. He's not limited by time. Uh, he is infinite. He is not limited by space. Friends, He's not limited by anything, but He is limited by our unbelief and disobedience. You remember when the Lord Jesus came in one town, He could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. The only thing that limits God is our unbelief and disobedience. And so, friend, if you turn back today, you're going to limit what God can do in your life and through your life. If you want God's full blessing, if you want everything God has for you, then, friends, this is no time to turn back. First of all, turning back loses the battle. Secondly, turning back limits God. And thirdly, turning back leads others astray. Listen to verse 57 again. They turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. In other words, instead of shooting straight, uh, they, they took a turn. They went off course. And where did they learn it? They learned it from their fathers. You see, when one generation turns back and fails the Lord, uh, gives up certain things, guess what the next generation is prone to do? Oh, I don't know about you. Not only do I want to finish well, I sure would like to see my children follow Jesus Christ. I sure would like to see the next generation go on for God. And if you say right now in your heart, amen to that, if there's something on the inside of you saying, oh yes, that's truth, that's what I want too, then I want you to know today you must make a decision that you are not going to turn back. 
How do you keep from turning back? It's very simple. You don't look back. You don't even look back. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, the Lord Jesus said, don't even look back. When you come to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11, how did those people with faith in God keep moving forward? The Bible says they didn't even look back. If they'd looked back, they might have been prone to go back. And may I say to you, if you start looking back to your old ways, if you start looking back to your old companions, if you start looking back to your old thought patterns, then you may very likely go back. But if instead you'll keep your eyes above and forward on the Lord and on the future, it will help you not to turn back in the day of battle. Maybe I could say it this way. Do you remember how I said Psalm 78 started and ended? It started with young people and it ended with the right kind of leader. Well, friend, if we're going to lead young people in the right way, if we're going to help the next generation keep moving forward, then by the grace of Almighty God, we have to determine today we are not going to turn back. I hope you'll join me in renewing your commitment to the Lord today and know that the God who's always advancing will help you to advance too. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.